Hey guys, it's your girl Anokolo and this is Boss Basics. Hey guys, it's your girl Anokolo, Boss Basics. Back at it again for another episode. I know we took a little hiatus for hiatus for a month or two, but I'm back and I'm better. Did a little research, you know, because I want to bring more insight some more knowledge, some more love, some more fun to my listeners. And we're now on SoundCloud and we're working, I said SoundCloud, we're now on Spotify, Spotify. And we're now, yeah, thank you, thank you. And we're actually now working on being on iTunes. So thanks for all the love and support, guys. And keep all the questions coming, all the suggestions coming. And I have a dope guy, dope friend, dope mentor, Dope big brother here with me. So I'm really excited for this one. So much. So, so much. Um, A lot of you guys know him as DJ Suave, part of the group Most Wanted. Boom, boom, boom. Dope Afrobeats DJ. Been in the game for about over a decade now, right? About to be. About to be. And he's been killing the game, working hard. I like your transition when it comes to mixes fire thank you love your mixes thank you and i think you know a lot of people could say the same thing so i know i said a lot time to introduce the guy that i'm talking about my big bro isaac what's going on world i go by the name of dj suave that's s-u-a-v there's no e in suave because i'm different hey it's not suave it's not suave it's just straight suave i like that so where did the name come from let's start with that um it's crazy because when I first started DJing, I didn't really have a DJ name. Um, I remember you and Emmanuel, yeah, emergency DJs. We didn't have it. Well, he had his DJ name, but I didn't have a DJ name. I really came up with the DJ name, I would say, about five years ago because my Instagram handle was suave underscore. So mm. it was S-U-A-V underscore. So... I was thinking of so many names. Like, I thought about DJ Isaac, DJ Baba, <laughs> all of this stuff. And then I was like, yo, why don't I just stick to, like, suave? Because it's just, it's simple. It's mm-hmm. clean. And I feel like I'm a suave guy. So that's why I just stuck with the name DJ Suave. Okay. So what inspired the whole DJ scene? Because, you know, I've known you for pretty much most of my life. Yes. And high school college you did the whole nine yards and then you now decided you know what i want to be a dj so what what came about that so here's a little uh backstory about djing i never thought i'd become a dj um i've always just been interested in you know being in front of a camera Mm -hmm. or just being involved with music ever since young but in high school i was very like active with like extracurricular activities Mm -hmm. like any event my high school would have I wouldn't be that guy who organizes the music, Mm. whether it was a fashion show or just something really small, like a dinner. Mm -hmm. I always wanted to be in charge of music. So I guess like my last two years of high school, I was a junior at the time. And Manny, my boy. DJ Manny, yo. DJ Manny, yo. He was like, yo, why don't we start DJing? Because, you know, from high school, we were just very active in everything, Mm -hmm. you know. Dancing, acting, someone. And let me just say, if you guys want to know what it means to be one of the mixiest people, 
in New York City. <laughs> this boy right here, and Emmanuel, if you if you guys ever heard of the Seven Days Seven Nights vibe, oh, man. you will see them in those pictures. I promise oh, you, man. with a couple of other people. We've been partying since we were like sixteen, right? Like with fake IDs, going hmm. to the club with like you know Manny's sister and his older cousin. Shout out to Fumi. Yo, it's crazy. But back to um what you asked me originally. So we just started DJing. Um, at first, you know, we really thought we was the shit, but we wasn't. <laughs> we really wasn't, you know. Um, but you know, throughout time, you know, with different experiences, it it made me more humble hmm. because you know I really saw how my craft was in the beginning mm-hmm. till now. So I really wasn't shit back then, mm-hmm. but now I'm like, yo, you confident? Like, in yo, I'm I'm confident. As soon as I walk into the room, like. I'm killing it. But yeah, so that's how the whole DJing started. Cause I always wanted to be an actor. Oh, yeah, I didn't know that. I always wanted to be an actor, but you know, when you when you grow up in a uh, Nigerian hmm. household, huh. when you graduate college, are you going to get a job with your acting degree? <laughs> so I constantly heard that. You know, sometimes uh, Nigerian parents have to understand, like you you have to support your kids in anything, right? that they want to do because when you keep bashing it or just picking at it, it kind of discourages them from doing what they actually want to do. Of course, you know, your parents have, you know, the expectations of what they want you to do. And they want your best interests at heart. And they just want you to be better than them. Mm -hmm. I mean, being a doctor doesn't necessarily mean I'm going to be better than you. Facts. You know, being a lawyer doesn't mean I'm going to be better than you. So like that's one of the that's one of the things that really got to me um from high school going into college because I was heavily involved with acting. Also Emmanuel too. Remember, we was doing everything. Oh wow. We was we was dancing, we was acting, we was stepping. I remember the dancing and the stepping. So called singing and rapping. We hmm. was we was just so did everything. So full of energy, you know, when you're young. You have to keep that energy going, you know? Don't let anybody stop that energy because once somebody kills it, yo. That's it. It's hard to really get back, you know? So then how, so you said you did acting. Mm -hmm. So your parents pretty much, I don't want to say your parents, but Mm -hmm. life pretty much stopped you from doing that. So then how did DJing now come into play? Because if I was a parent, acting and DJing is in the same category. I would have said it's up for both. Exactly. So, um... Once we got to a certain level, like once we got better, once we actually started getting gigs, because I, I mean, once we first started, we got gigs. Mm-hmm. It was, you know, started from the church. It wasn't nothing too crazy. But over time, you know, with practice and hard work, we eventually got better. Mm-hmm. And then I saw that, yo, I could really make money off of DJing. I just have to keep going at it and mm-hmm. at it and at it. And that's basically what we did. So, um, the crazy thing is, I didn't really start DJing like crazy, crazy until like, I would say like my second, first, the second year of college. Okay. Because, um, I mean, when I first started college, I was just focused about school. Mm-hmm. And then I got a job. And then, you know, I would get gigs like once or Here twice a year. Yeah. And then after, like, my junior, after my sophomore year, that's when, you know, things started to pick up. So Mm -hmm. I was just doing 
mostly private events like birthday parties, baby showers. I'm not in the club yet. Mm-hmm. So my transition from like private events to like clubs and like social events really started in like 2013. Hmm. This was the year I graduated from college. So like I, I really wanted to get on the scene because remember, Emmanuel pretty much has been DJing before me. Like he was more active. At the time, I just had a lot going on. I was in school, I was working, so I didn't really have as much time to DJ mm-hmm. like how he was. So he got on the scene before me. And then I was like, yo, I'm ready to get on the scene. And then I basically had to prove myself from day one. Hmm. You know, it's. So how do you feel as a DJ you needed a signature style? Because when we when I look at most of the DJs out there, like Rich, he does like trap music. Mm -hmm. You and Manny, you do Afro beats. How did you figure out what signature style was for you? Okay. So um my style of music ever since I started and even till this day is um, hip hop and R&B, but mostly throwback. So music from like the early 2000s, that's like my era right there. Mm-hmm. I love music. Everything from like Jagged Edge to 112. Hey. Yo, that's my era right there when it comes to music. So that's really how I started off because I was really the only one who was playing like throwbacks. You mm-hmm. feel I me? Mean? That's something that I really liked playing. Mm-hmm. Um Besides, like, hip-hop, it was um, reggae and dancehall. That's mm-hmm. how I really started off. I mean, I would play Afrobeats, but what I was mostly playing was hip-hop, R&B, reggae, and dancehall. So when you started picking up, you started getting a lot of gigs, you started doing a lot of club events, doing more parties and stuff like that. I'm guessing that was when you now decided, instead of doing a 9-to-5, to do the DJ life full-time. So... When it came to that point for you, how did you break that down to your parents? Because being in the African community, Mm -hmm. I could say this firsthand, like my parents, it took a while for them to kind of accept the fact that I wasn't going to do a nine to five anymore. Mm -hmm. But then when it came to like my extended family, they were like, what kind of rubbish is this? That what about you're thinking about the present? What about the future that you can't be doing this for the rest of your life? What about 401k retirement plan? all this stuff and with being a DJ I can imagine like there's gonna come a point in time where you're gonna be too old to do that Mm -hmm. so how was it you know explaining that to your parents and you know telling them to trust the vision well in their eyes they still they still see it as me DJing part time but Mm. if anybody asks me I'm like yo I'm a full time DJ any other job that I have besides DJing is part time because most of my focus is on DJing my parents see like I'm very passionate about it breaking it down to them i didn't really break it down to them they just had to like see the consistency mm-hmm. you know they don't really support you 100 percent until they see like real money coming in hmm. or they see like results or they hear people talking about you or you're, you're really making a difference that's the only time that you really have like their full support and that's how it was for acting back when i was in high school because they came to like one of my shows and like after the show they were like blown away how about about how many people like came up to me and was like oh my god you were great so they really took pride in that but after that that was it because the school that I wanted to go to I wanted to go outside of New York I wanted to go to Cali hmm. um I missed the deadline for submitting like a 
the application? Yeah, not the application, but like I basically had to um, send them some stuff that I've done, mm-hmm. you know, and I didn't send it. So I stayed in New York, which I thank God for because I always wanted to go away. That was like one of my first things. I was like, as soon as I graduate from high school, I'm going away to college, I'm living my life, and then I'm going to be good. But So do you ever think about life? If you had done that, because looking at yourself now and looking at your brand Mm -hmm. and knowing that a couple of years ago you had a completely different vision for yourself, is that something that you sometimes regret or are you satisfied with the choices that you made? Um, I don't regret it. I feel like if I would have went away, life would probably be a little bit different, but I'm happy where I'm at right now. I'm not where I want to be, but I'm somewhere I haven't been in a very long time. So where do you want to be? Um, long term, I don't want to DJ forever. Hmm. Um, if you think about Swiss Beats, if you think about DJ Khaled, if you think about Diddy, Swiss Beats was a DJ. Then he turned into a producer. Mm-hmm. And he's doing multiple things besides DJing and producing. He's also a businessman. Diddy's a businessman. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, I'm a businessman. Mm-hmm. I'm an entrepreneur and I'm a DJ, but I'm a businessman. Anybody, anybody who's ever booked me or done business with me, they know when I mean business, I mean business. Sometimes so you would separate entrepreneurship and you being a DJ? You wouldn't put them together? I would put them together. Okay. Because I have a business, mm-hmm. which is DJing. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, I'm trying to get to the level as Diddy. Mm-hmm. Really. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to DJ forever. Like, this is something that I really enjoy doing. But it's like, yo. You need um, to get to the next step. Yeah, I want to get to the next step. And I'm ready. I'm excited for, like, the next big thing. You know, as an entrepreneur, you're always looking for something new. So now there's a lot of male DJs out there. Like, you even have a brand based mm-hmm. off of two other male DJs, yes. Most Wanted. Yes. So how do you now get yourself out there like because even though you guys kind of have different signatures Mm -hmm. to us from the outside perspective we think you guys pretty much all do the same thing you play music yeah so how (laughs) do you now you know separate the whole competition from friends because majority of your friends are actually djs yeah so how do you you know like how does that not become a form of like toxic competition how do you keep it friendship i mean at the end of the day it's always love but you always have a team that you go home to or that's a, t- a team that you're rocking with. Mm-hmm. Uh, when it comes to Most Wanted, which is Manny, Obi, and Suave, uh, we've been down for each other since day one. Um, yeah, I mean, even when we used to roll with tunes, you know, mm-hmm. it was mostly all three of us. Mm-hmm. So it's like we have our own team. We all have, you know, our own brands. Mm-hmm. But when we come together, we're very strong. Mm-hmm. People can see what people can see the damage that we can do mm-hmm. when we're together. So it's sometimes it's it's good to have a team, mm-hmm. but then it's also good to you know have your own brand mm-hmm. at the end of the day because the team will always be there. But at the end of the day, you're still branding yourself. Right. So explain most wanted. Um, it's just three DJs from Queens. Um, <laughs> in the Afro. Oh, always from Queens. 
Yeah. Oh, wow. I, why did I think it was from Brooklyn? No, always from Queens. Okay. I mean, I'm from Brooklyn, but, you know, I've been living in you Queens. You live in Queens. I've been living in Queens for so long. I Claim I've, it. Yeah, I claim it. I claim it now. So we're three DJs from Queens, um, and, you know, we like to give people a good time, mm-hmm. you know? It's all about the craft, the love for music, um, just a whole bunch of things when right. it comes to most ones. And we just feel like... Out of all the, you know, the Afrobeat DJs, I don't even want to call myself an Afrobeat DJ because when you categorize yourself, it's like, why? Like, all right, I'm African. Mm -hmm. I can play Afrobeats, but I can also play Mm hip-hop. I can also play salsa. I can play dembo. I can play compa. I can play soca. (laughs) So I can play different genres of music. But, you know, Afrobeats is home. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, I just don't want to put myself in that category. But we just feel like we're the best at what we do in Mm -hmm. our community. I mean... I would agree with that. No shade, you know. It's it's, when we go to events and we hear these other DJs play and all these other DJs who talk shit Mm -hmm. and feel like, you know, they're doing something, you'll see the difference from when they're on the set... And when we're on the set, mm-hmm. it's completely different. So do you feel like there's still, like, tension in, like, the whole DJ vibe? There's, like the in, there's, do I call it DJ industry? You could say that. There's no tension. There, we just, we show love. Well, me, I show love mm-hmm. to everybody. No matter if you're, if you're good, if you're trash, I still show love, mm-hmm. you know? So if, okay, if you feel like... You as like the three of you guys are the best, mm-hmm. and there's other people out there that are kind of like not agreeing with you, especially when it comes to like now you guys. I would consider most one of like a promotional base. Like mm-hmm. when there's an event like the Lagos Boys, um, uh, what's that event that they're hosting soon? The Nigerian Independence Day event, mm-hmm. and most wanted is going to be there. Yeah. Don't you feel like that's kind of disparaging to the other DJs because they feel like okay, you guys are kind of pushing us to the side? No. Not really, because we're it's it's branding. Mm-hmm. It's you have three main DJs who can really give the people a good time. Mm-hmm. So, can't in this in this industry, you can't really have feelings for other people. Hmm. I mean, you can, but at the end of the day, you can't have feelings. It is you, what it you, is. Yeah, it is what it is. You can't be too soft. Yeah, you know, like yo, soft doesn't get the bill paid. Exactly. So you you have to go hard or you, you go home. So with Most Wanted, how do you guys split the bill? Is it like, so if all three of you guys are playing, mm-hmm. is it like each of you guys get an individual check or do you guys get one big check and then no, you split it? individual check. You get individual yes. checks. So as a DJ, how is finances for you guys? Like, is it something where you feel like it could sustain you long term? Like present presently as you are, mm-hmm. is the DJing that you can, you're doing right now, is it helping your pockets? It's, it's up and down. Because summertime is like the best season besides like private events. Mm-hmm. So for like nightlife and social events, there's a lot of things that's going that goes on in the summertime. Mm-hmm. So summertime is the best time for you to have events, mm-hmm. not just as a DJ. Well, not as a promoter, but as a DJ. Mm-hmm. Have events and get as much bookings as you can mm-hmm. because not just for the money, you're just bringing more exposure to your brand. Mm-hmm. So you want more people to know about you. So, you know, next summer or even in the fall or the winter, 
people know who you are and they know that you're active. Mm -hmm. When it comes to uh, private events, that money is constantly coming in because yeah. you know there's weddings, there's birthday parties, there's baby showers, there's uh, uh, corporate events. Mm -hmm. That's another thing I'm trying to tap into more. I do, I've had corporate events lined up, mm -hmm. but it's something I want to keep consistent because when you deal with like big names like let's say coca-cola pepsi red bull google and you put that on your resume it's like oh shit yeah people know like yo this guy is official and mm -hmm. then that price continues to go up mm -hmm. so to answer your question right now it's like it's up and down but mm -hmm. that's how it is when you're an entrepreneur. Yeah. You don't have like, yeah, you don't have like a set salary. Mm -hmm. It's up and down. And I'm not DJ Khaled yet. Mm -hmm. I'm not a DJ that's on the radio mm -hmm. who has free publicity, mm -hmm. who can get any endorsement that they want or just unlimited booking because they're on the radio. They mm -hmm. have that platform. So I'm not at that level yet. I'm working towards it, but it's up and down. Got it. Yeah. So how do you network as a DJ? Besides, like, you know, going to every party, pushing mm -hmm. out your card, what are other ways as a DJ that you could really network and get your name out there? I would say build relationships with certain people. Um, so, like, for me, um, I've been partying since I was 16. I said it before. Uh, tired of partying. Mm -hmm. I'm tired of turning up. So now what I'm really interested is in social events, like paint and sips or just something more social where people can not just turn up but they really get to meet other people because you never know who's at these events and who wants to sponsor these events a lot of big name companies or just you know people in the industry look at events like that mm -hmm. so for example my boy prince Ade, prince ade mm -hmm. um He's a creative, creative, I don't even know what to call A creative. Uh, he's a creative. Mm -hmm. um, besides styling and um, doing a whole bunch of stuff, he's created uh, this event called Irie Sessions. Um, and he started it last year. I've been the main DJ for Irie Sessions, even though we'll have other DJs. Mm -hmm. And this is year two. When I tell you... It's only getting bigger and better. It's only getting bigger and better. It's not Dope. just a party. It's bringing uh, light to the culture, mm. not that, not just the African culture, um, the Caribbean culture as well. Mm. As well. Um, so at these kind of events, you'll see everybody from a celebrity. It could be a rapper. It could be a singer. To social media influencers. So it's it's really a vibe in there. Like besides a turn up, it's really a vibe. It's Got something it. that you really want to come to. Besides like partying. So you're talking about Ade now. I know Ade has like high followings. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like social media has helped or hurt even DJs when it comes to like this high following lifestyle now? Like I feel like for a lot of people in the entertainment industry, especially if you don't have a high following that could kind of be like a backlash on you because it's like, 
who are you and why should I choose you as my DJ? Or even I've noticed with like a lot of promoters mm -hmm. and DJs, like the way they do their clips and videos now is that they make it in a way that you see a large crowd and it's like you're playing your music and it's dope vibes, people are dancing and having fun. Sometimes that could be a bit deceiving if you're not really that DJ. So do you feel like social media has kind of like helped or hurt DJs in that kind of atmosphere? That's really a good question. And this is something that I, I think about numbers. You know the saying, numbers don't lie? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's the truth. But there's a lot of people who still don't have those numbers but might have a following. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of people buy followers. Right. And that's taking the easy way out, you know? Um, it's better to build your followers than buy your followers because when you build your followers, it's more authentic. Mm -hmm. um, it'll really show when you're having an event, besides having an event, or when you're just on the set. Mm -hmm. You're going to see who's coming out for you, for you, really. So on the set is when you're the when one, you're it's your turn to DJ? Yeah, basically oh, when somebody books you. Okay. So let's say a promoter books you for an event and mm -hmm. you have a set. You would see who really supports you, but on social media, numbers don't lie. But if you think about it, on Instagram, for you to get verified, you don't have to have a big following. Yeah, you pay for it. Yeah, as long as you're an influencer, you can get verified. There's a lot of things in order for you. Of course, you're gonna pay for it, mm -hmm. but there's a lot of things that factor into it. Mm. So you have to have some type of influence. Like I know people who only have like two or five k on Instagram, and they're verified. You have fifty k, I have five k followers, but I'm an influencer. Like I know I know DJs who bought followers, mm -hmm. and I just been like, yo, you're a joke. To me, it's it's just funny. It's very funny because since you have all those followers. What happened at your events? It's not the numbers. It's, it's, it's not adding up. It's, it's really not adding up. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. So now I have, this might throw you off a little bit, but I have to throw this out there. Why are there not as much support for female DJs as there are for males? That's a very, very good question. Um, it's a, a male-dominated industry. Um, I can't really give you a solid answer. Mm -hmm. I mean, there is support, but um, I think most of the support are coming from other women mm -hmm. because I've been to events and they see a female DJ and the women in that room go crazy. They really go crazy. Mm -hmm. um, I would want to say the reason why it's not too much support for female DJs it could be a number of things. It could be, one, their skill set. Their skill set is probably not up to par. Hmm. Uh, two, um, a lot of women who claim to be DJs aren't really DJs. What do you mean? They're just doing it to add on to like whatever brand they, they have or they think it's a game. They don't really take it seriously. They're just saying they're a DJ, so because of the hype. Do you do you currently know any females that are actually, like, you would really consider them DJs besides um, Milan? 
Yes, uh, DJ Young Wavy Fox. I've played with her a number of times, and she's dope. Okay. Like she can mix everything. Um, Young Wavy Fox really has been the only female DJ that I've heard. Sheesh. That I've heard. I mean, I haven't really like played with a lot of female DJs, so. Mm-hmm. I'm only saying her because I've played with her and I mm-hmm. know what she's capable of. There's another female DJ. She just started DJing, so uh, she was cool. I mean, she just started, so she was cool. But um, so yeah. So one, the skills might not be up to par. Two, other female DJs are really ruining it for the actual female DJs who are in it for the culture and mm-hmm. not for the hype. Three. Male DJs probably don't take them as seriously. That's what I was going to say. I personally feel like, like you said, it's so male dominated Mm -hmm. that you just can't. I feel like females, like, we're looked at as in the club when it comes to, like, the whole club scene. Mm -hmm. It's like we're meant to be behind the bar and the Mm -hmm. little bodysuit or giving the guys the bottles. And it's it's like you guys can't imagine one behind the set. It should never be like that because, honestly, when I see a female DJ, it's sexy. Like, it's really sexy, especially, like, the brand that you're carrying. Mm-hmm. Like, Young Wavy Fox, if you go on her Instagram, everything on her page is just, it's like, whoa. Whoa, she's, like, really changing the game. Mm-hmm. Really, really changing the game. Um, well, that's her brand, but, yeah, whenever you get the time, just look at her page. And I have one more question. Go ahead. Relationships. How do you balance being in a relationship with being a DJ? Because I've heard a lot of girls scream up and down that they will never date a DJ because the girls are all over them, you know, for the love and the clout and all that stuff. So how is it for you? You, Because I know you've been in, like, a long-term relationship. It's really not that bad. Um, You just have to know yourself as a person. If you know you're the type to, you know, do X, Y, Z, then don't get in a relationship. You know, just be a single until you're ready to settle down. I made this decision to settle down, and it's working out for me. I really? There will, will always be, you know, you know. The, the ups little, and the, downs. No, no, no. I'm not even talking about the relationship. Like, the, the girls who chase you at the club, but, like, you know, hey, say, you? say what up and just keep it pushing, you know. Because you never know. Somebody could try to set you up. Me? I see you. What's up? <laughs> Keep it pushing. End up like Kevin Hart. Yo, not about to set me up. But <laughs> yeah, you just really have to know yourself as a person mm-hmm. when you get into the relationship, especially being a DJ. Because, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people say DJ are hoes. Not I mean. All, not all DJs are hoes. <coughs> I need some water. <clears throat> not all DJs are hoes. So <clears throat> it's like, yo, like, look at DJ Envy. DJ Envy is married. He cheated on his wife. He's not. He did. He did. With, um... Erica Mena. Yep. That's not, that's that's all lies. No, it that's isn't. He admitted lies. it. He Look said a Funk whole Flex. apology. Funk Flex is in a relationship. I think he's married. He yeah. probably cheated on her too. Yeah. You just, you really got to. Look, think about it. If you're a DJ and you have like a trophy wife at home waiting for you, would you really entertain Something that's not really up to her standards. Sometimes temptation is really yeah, is but really... you gotta know what if you know you have something good at home. Mm-hmm. Like let's say you're a little kid and your parents just bought you a video game, and you're at school. The only thing you're thinking about when you get home is playing that, that video, video game. game. So if you have something like that, and a girl, if you find somebody like that, then 
you're good to go. Like, right. you don't need to be chasing these girls. Like, yo, mm. it is what it is. That's why. I, Rochelle, you got you a good one. But yeah, I tell people all the time, and not just DJs. I'm like, yo, like, I've had my fun. Mm-hmm. High school, college, I had my fun. Trust me, I've had my fun. So it's <laughs> yeah, like, it's not even that. Like, <laughs> it's not even that. You know, I was a little, not even a little bit. I was a ladies' man from <laughs> high school to college. Yeah, that's that's a factor. But um, yeah, once you get tired of doing like the same thing over and over, and you're just looking for somebody to build with, somebody who has similar interests or somebody who helps you get to like a different level you know somebody who motivates you encourages you mm-hmm. you know you you want to hold that down so yeah. you a real one Thank now you. i got you know this hot topic is i'm gonna call it a hot debate so normally we do hot topics mm-hmm. but we had already we was in church earlier today guys i'm not gonna lie mm-hmm. and we had a little debate and i'm gonna bring it into here real quick not gonna take more than five minutes i promise yeah, do, you, do you think First, we're going to start off with, who are your top five fave Afrobeats? And who do you think is the top five in the game right now? Mm-hmm. To me, personally, um, I'm not even going to put this in any order. Because I yeah, know most people will say Wizkid, David O. No. Uh, I'm going to start off with Burner Boy. Burner Boy, I've been a Burner Boy fan since, I don't want to say day one, day two. The minute I heard his music, I'm like, yo. That's the one. This is what Africa needs besides, like, you know, the Wiz Kids and the David O. Two, Techno. Mm-hmm. Yo. I've been following Techno since he started. Yo, when I say this guy is talented, he is talented. Like, that's pure talent. Like, when he's in the studio making beats, oh, my goodness. Talented. So, Burner Boy, Techno. Um... I'll say Wizkid, David all, you know, the, the usuals. Um, and who would I name for my fifth? I really got to think about this one. You wouldn't put Alamide there? You're right. Right. Alamide. Okay, so You're- I think Wizkid mm-hmm. is overrated. I don't like Wizkid's music. I feel like it's very watered down now. Like, I was a day one Wizkid fan. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm talking boarding school in Nigeria days. <laughs> Starboy Wheezy, oh. holla at your boy. You know what? I'm going to remove David on Wizkid because I forgot to add Wande Cole. Exactly. Oh, my goodness. Yo, exactly. You got to understand, Wande Cole has been doing this from the beginning. From the beginning. He has talent. Mo hits records. He has, no, he has talent, but you know what it is? When it comes to branding, he doesn't have that. Wizkid discovered that early. David O discovered that early. I feel like David O, the only reason why he gets the clout that he gets mm-hmm. is because he had a strong team from day one because he was a rich kid. Mm-hmm. So he naturally had that build on. And he adheres to more of the wedding vibes type of crowd where it's like yeah. every every wedding that you go to, you're, I, hearing, David you're hearing David O for like... he's making love songs. He's in love. So he can. I am looking for a sister. First oh. off, every single song that he has, I hear Carolina in that song. His wife needs to ask, who is this Carolina woman? Life, <laughs> girlfriend. girlfriend, whichever one. <laughs> Nisa asked, who is this Carolina woman and where is she? Wow. But I personally feel like him and Wizkid are very overrated. I feel like a lot of people um, headline them mm-hmm. in the Afrobeat scene. 
And I kind of take that as an insult because I feel like, especially Wizkid, I don't even consider him like a, a Nigerian artist anymore. I feel like when I listen to his music, I hear He's more Caribbean. international now. I wouldn't even consider it international. So you know what it is? All right. So Wizkid and David O, they're like the top dogs when it comes to Africa. Mm-hmm. If you mention Afrobeats, the first names that's going to come up is either Wizkid or David O. Because mm-hmm. they really put on for Africa. Mind you, they've been doing this for a minute. They've been doing this since they were young. Like mm-hmm. Really, really young. So like they've really paved the way for themselves. And now they're more mainstream now. You know, they were, they're the faces of Afrobeats because you know Afrobeats is now the wave. It's been the wave for like what the past four or five years because yeah. everybody now is just catching up. But I feel like their Afrobeats is watered down. I feel like if I was to say who are the faces of Afrobeats, especially right now, mm-hmm. I would say Alamide. And I'm not even saying it because yeah. I'm a big because Alamide, Alamide fan. is for the streets, right? But you got to think about it like this: Wizkid and David are mainstream. They're only mainstream though because they're. That's why I'm saying they water it down because when I listen to their music, mm-hmm. I don't feel Nigeria anymore. I don't feel Africa anymore. When I listen to Alamide's music, like even this guy, majority of his music, he's speaking Yoruba inside it. But you will see people outside, like in America, yeah, you know, trying to rap along to it. They'll even do every the dance shaku I is know, international, exactly what you're and Alamide about. is not trying to change himself because yeah, Alamide for is for the streets and right. he's for the people. They're and so was Burner Boy. Yeah. They, they're for the people. So look at it like I'm this. I'm like yelling because I'm so like. Look at it like a Chance the Rapper against like a Drake. Because, hmm. you know, Chance the Rapper is like independent. Mm-hmm. He's for the people. And then look at Drake. Drake is mainstream. He's he's pop. He's no more just rap. You can play Drake anywhere you go. And that's how it is for Wizkid and David O because when they first started they were for the streets mm-hmm. you feel me they were for the people they're still for Africa they're putting Africa on the map but now they're on a larger scale they're on a they're on the next level so they're, they're international artists now they're not just Afrobeat artists like Drake remember he started off rapping and singing with any artist there's always going to be growth what's the next level like when Chris Brown started out He's an R&B singer. Now he's R&B, pop, rapper, the whole nine. And that's how it's always going to be in the music industry because people want to see growth. Mm-hmm. But um, I understand exactly what you're saying. If th- these artists can remain true to themselves right. and their fans, then it will go a long way. But, you know, a lot has, a lot factor in factors into everything that they're doing Mm -hmm. with labels and you know the people who's representing them because mind you it's not only them that's making the decision they have people on their team like yo you should probably go on this way or that route and then it's different from like the independent artists like Chance the Rapper who are making music for people like you know people in the streets Mm -hmm. or for themselves you know, there's nobody really there to pick and point and alter it. Just but do you think then that maybe we should change the whole title Afrobeats into something different? Because I feel like the title Afrobeats is not genuine anymore. I feel like it's like Afro-Caribbean. Like, mm, no, because for a very long time, even before it became Afrobeats, mm-hmm. we were looking for a name. 
like there was Afrobeat when Fela was still alive, you know, yeah. doing his thing. But when you think about Afrobeat, it's more than just Afrobeats. It's Afro pop, Afro everything. So I'm happy that we have a name and we have a genre for that. So changing it, no. I see the route Wizkid is going in. I see the route David O is going in. David O is actually coming back to Africa. He wants to stay an African act and not like an international act like Wizkid. Mm-hmm. So do you think Afrobeast is here to stay? Oh, yeah, of course. Do you think like it's going to grow even more? Do you think maybe we'll get to a point where we don't have to change our type of music, where we have to water it down? Like I'm talking like you hear Alamide on the radio, no. and it's like no type of change to it. No, but they probably won't play his music on the radio just because, you know, it doesn't sound a certain way or it's not really... You know, the people who own these radio stations mm-hmm. or who own the labels, it's not what they want. So, I mean, there's a particular part of Afrobeat that they will play on the radio because Afro House is the new thing. If you ever heard What's of that? Nini Ola. Oh, yeah. Like Maradona, that's like an mm-hmm. Afro House. Like, you've heard of house music, right? Yeah. So think of Afrobeat music and house music. Put together. Put together. Okay. Nini is the perfect person. That's the first person that'll come to mind. Also, uh, DJ Black Coffee. I've never heard of that one. Listen to him. Listen to some of uh, his work. Um, okay. So, yeah. Thank you so much, Isaac. No problem. I feel like that was very, very, you know, insightful. Yes, it was. Gave some good insight on the whole <laughs> DJ life and then the whole music life. Yeah. And what are your social media handles? Uh, you can find me on Instagram. Uh, I want to say Twitter. I don't use Twitter as much. I used yeah. to. But DJ underscore S-U-A-V. You can find me on SoundCloud at DJ underscore S-U-A-V. And trust me, those mixes, they transition. Huh? My gut. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much, Isaac. And we'll see you guys soon. Yes.